Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. My name is Taiwana Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor. I have another amazing mentor with us today in our virtual learning laboratory. So if you could come in before I introduce our mentor, if you could come in, let us know where you are coming in from would be awesome. Also share this podcast out with anybody that could benefit from listening to the message that our mentor will be bringing today. So come on in to the virtual learning laboratory, come on into our studio. We are so excited to have you here and so excited to have our mentor here to share with us. So come in, make sure you let us know where you are coming in from. This is going to be an amazing show tonight. So without further ado, I want to welcome our mentor tonight, Mr. Darvin. Alexander DJ. He is coming to us all the way from Virginia. As you know, I have mentors near and far. He's an educator by background. So he is teaching and coaching our, our kids. He's an author. He has an app. I mean, he is just out here on the go and he's going to talk to us about finding our life's work. And so this is some great stuff. You need to come on in, get these tidbits that he's going to offer. So DJ, welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you here. Welcome to the studio. Uh, thank you, Coach T, uh, for having me as your guest tonight. Uh, this is a great platform that you created uh, for people like myself to just come up here and share nuggets. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing uh, just a few things that I have, and hopefully some of your guests can share some things with me that they have, <laughs> because I'm always trying to learn. Awesome. It's, it's very important for us to learn from each other, and that's really the reason for this platform. So can you share with the viewers a little bit about who you are? I gave a snippet about who you are, but talk a little bit about who you are in your leadership journey. Uh, yes, uh, I'm currently a high school educator and recently a retired head football coach. Uh, prior to teaching, I had uh, several different sales jobs, including being a real estate agent. Uh, but after my first year of teaching and coaching, I started a medical transportation company with uh, one of my business partners. Uh, we started with only two vehicles uh, and serving roughly five to 10 clients daily. Uh, but within three months, we grew our business to 26 vehicles, over 40 employees and serving anywhere between 300 to 400 clients daily. Uh, at that point, we were the largest medical transportation company in Hampton Roads area uh, in Virginia throughout and also through Richmond. Uh, but since the company grew so fast, I had no choice but to resign from my teaching uh, job midway through my second year of teaching. Uh, I did wait until they hired uh, a teacher to replace me. Uh, 
And I also met with that uh, particular teacher and made sure the transition was smooth for my students. But again, the company grew so fast, I had no choice but to resign midway through my second year. Uh, but even though we, we were the largest medical transportation company at that time, I was extremely, extremely uh, stressed out and unhappy. Uh, so I had to make a, a very tough decision at that time to turn over the company to my business partner uh, after the first year. Uh, and I started serving my real estate clients again. Uh, but shortly after that, my life changed. Uh, first, I found out that one of my former students had got shot and killed. Uh, and then two weeks later, I found out that another one of my former, uh, well, actually, I, two weeks later, I found out one of my former football players was shot and killed. Uh, so that, that was pretty rough. And when I was at his funeral, uh, and that was Darius Walton, his nickname is uh, Wu. Uh, uh, he was a late teller high school student. And while I was attending his funeral, I found out that another one of my uh, former students was shot and killed. Uh, so there was three, three, uh, three uh, former students of mine that uh, were shot and killed. And at that very moment, I decided to uh, uh, rejoin the teaching and coaching profession to help save these kids' lives. Uh, so that's why I rejoined the coaching profession uh, I'm still teaching, uh, but I did retire from coaching uh, last year, right before the pandemic hit. Uh, since I retired from coaching, I started serving my real estate clients again. Uh, <laughs> also, I launched a mobile app to connect high school football players and coaches, uh, college coaches done a recruiting process. Also, I wrote and published two books. Uh, the first book is titled The Commitment, uh, The Commitment, The Playbook to Becoming a head football coach. Uh, so I'm just trying to give back to the coach profession and try to uh, create quality coaches for these kids uh, in the, uh, for the future. Uh, my second book, uh, what I'm going to talk about tonight is Commit Everything, Regret Nothing, Finding Your Life's Work. Again, that's Commit Everything, Regret Nothing, Finding Your Life's Work. Uh, and this book teaches people how to find their life's work so you can start living a fulfilled life without regrets. Uh, but that's a little background. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't too long, Coach T. No, you're fine. I think that's awesome because <laughs> so many times, you know, professionals leave whatever it is was their primary uh, role, you know, for the sake of a business opportunity or, or money or an opportunity to, to, to grow. And I like that you were... Uh, we're able to get back to really pouring into our, our kids, pouring into our students. It's unfortunate that it took the deaths of several students to, to do that. But I do really, really appreciate uh, your passion and your, your willingness to serve and get back to the teaching of our, our, ch our children. But I think it's, I think what you said was awesome in that, you can still have other passions, whether that's real estate, whether that's, you know, with your mobile app, you can still do other things and still have that commitment to, to getting back. So I, I'm interested to hear about that and finding your life's work, because sometimes you can work all your life and never find your <laughs> life's work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> so interested. It can, 
to hear a little bit more about it. Go ahead and give it to the viewers a little bit more about this finding your life's work. What does that entail? What does that mean? Can anybody find their life's work? And is it ever too late? Uh, absolutely, it's not too late. I believe that we all, at one point in time, uh, struggle with finding our purpose and trying just to figure out uh, what path we should be on. Uh, and after doing a lot of reflecting and research and just going through my own personal journey, I, I kind of realized there was two different parts of, of this uh, situation. One is uh, people struggle with finding their purpose. And another one is people struggle with finding their life's work. And sometimes people get these two uh, things confused or they think they're interchangeable. Uh, but if you really think about it, uh, finding your purpose, to me, that's the easy part because I think we all have the same purpose. And again, this is not a religious conversation or spiritual conversation, but I think we all have the same purpose. And it's pretty simple. Our purpose is to just uh, glorify God and just make uh, God proud of us. I think that's that's pretty simple. Uh, now, to find your life's work, that's how you're going to go about uh, making God proud on a daily basis. The how is what you do from your career, your profession, your volunteer work, uh, the community service that you uh, perform. Uh, so I think we all have the same purpose, but I think we all at one point in time struggle over uh, what is our life's work? What does that look, look like? Uh, so uh, the reason why I titled the book Commit Everything, Regret Nothing uh, is because when I say commit everything, I mean to fully commit your time, energy and resources and everything and, and commit your life's work uh, on a daily basis. So you have to give, give you all to it. So that's what I mean by commit everything. Don't hesitate. Don't second guess yourself, but give give your all to your life's work. Uh, when I say regret nothing, uh, I think about the quote that says, I don't regret the things I've done. I, I, I just regret the things I didn't do when I had a chance. So we normally don't regret the things that we do, but 50, 60 years from now, we pretty much tend to regret the things that uh, we didn't do when we had the time to do it. So one thing I would is that if you have a burning desire to do something, have an idea, uh, if it's keeping you up late at night, uh, if you're thinking about it constantly throughout the day and you, you just don't understand why, uh, don't regret it. Just go ahead and act upon that idea and just pursue it and just enjoy the journey. You never know where that, that idea is going to take you. You never know where that uh, passion is going to take you. So don't second guess yourself anymore and just, just pursue it because you was given the idea for a reason. Uh, again, I, I believe that uh, you must have a clear understanding of your life's work in order to become the most effective leader that you can be. Uh, so uh, in the book, I outlined that there's 12 factors that I personally believe should be included in your life's work. So you can't live a fulfilled life without regrets. And the first factor is simple, is we start off with desire. The starting point of all achievement is desire. That's a quote by Napoleon Hill. Everything starts with desire. If you don't have the desire to do something, no one's gonna follow you because they know that you're not a, a true, uh, sincere leader because they, they, they can feel your energy. They can feel the vibe that you're not even you don't have a desire to do your job. So they don't have no motivation to follow you. Uh, so I think to find your life's work, you have to find 
uh, your true desire first. Uh, the second, the second uh, factor is skills. Uh, what talents do you have? What training? Uh, what is your college degrees? Uh, your certifications? Your licenses? What are your hands-on experiences that you collected from all of your previous jobs, uh, from all of your previous community service volunteer? Uh, it does. Uh, it could be your paid jobs and your non-paid uh, jobs. What are all, all of your skills? Because those skills will be a big indicator and have, will have a big impact on your life's work. Uh, so again, just uh, look at your skills and uh, you'll be surprised how many more skills you actually have that you don't think you have. Uh, you may sit back and think you only have one or two skills, but over your life, you have accumulated over so many different skills. Now, some skills, you are more proficient at than others. You are uh, more uh, seasoned in certain skills than others, but you have been exposed to a lot of different skills that if you sit back and reflect on it, uh, you will be surprised on how many skills that you could build, uh, build into your life's work. Uh, the third factor is work. It's just your work experience. That could be your paid jobs and your non-paid jobs. It could be just your volunteer work, your, your hobbies, uh, any work experience that you collected over your entire life will be an influence on your life's work. Sometimes we, we tend to think that jobs that we had when we were teenagers don't matter or, uh, but no, you were learning jobs. You were learning valuable skills at these uh, workplaces. You will learn how to communicate. You will learn about time management. You will learn about how to lead uh uh lead uh small teams or or big teams uh you will learn about conflict resolutions so you were learning a lot of different skills from the different jobs that you had uh so i truly believe that work is a major factor in finding your life's work when you sit down and, and think about it um i feel like every job has been preparing you for your life's work because you gain, again, valuable skills and experience that will contribute to your life's work overall. Uh, the, fourth, the fourth factor uh, is a factor that most people don't wanna talk about, especially in the social media uh, generation. Uh, and the fourth factor is trauma. Trauma. People don't like to share their trauma. They don't like to share things that uh, made them lose trust in themselves and lose trust in the people and the society around them. Cause that's what trauma is. Trauma doesn't have to be life or death, but trauma uh, could be anything that forces you to look at the world differently in a negative way. Uh, if somebody betray you and have a negative impact on your life, that's trauma. Uh, uh, we, of course we know about the, the most severe traumas in our life that deal with violence and, and deaths and things of that nature. But don't overlook that we have a lot of the trauma that can influence our life's work. Uh, that's more more so leads to betrayal, uh, it, it impacts your self esteem, uh, it impacts your self confidence. Uh, it makes you uh, not have trust in your boss, uh, your supervisors. Uh, so in order to be an effective leader, you have to understand that you have to embrace your trauma so you can help the people who's following you help them be able to get over their trauma and get over their uh 
their weaknesses that they have. So don't be surprised or don't don't try to just hide all of your trauma from people uh, out of fear that they're going to judge you. Uh, and that and that's one thing I, I I personally talked about in my book was that I'm an open book. <laughs> we all have flaws. We all uh, we all fail short short of the glory. So, uh, but you have to you have to embrace it. You have to embrace uh, and don't you don't look at it as a failure. Look at it as a teachable moment because again, pressure makes diamonds, and pressure can also break people. So just understand you need pressure to produce uh, to produce diamonds. And each person, each leader is a diamond. And in order for you to shine, your light to shine, you have to not not be afraid to share not only uh, the highlights of your life, but also uh, uh, share some of the traumas that you uh, personally uh, went through yourself. Uh, it's tough out here in this social media world to, to share uh, things that make you vulnerable. Uh, but I just truly believe that trauma has to be part of your part of your life. Uh, it's a reason why someone who may have uh, lost, uh, lost, lost their child to gun violence, that's trauma. But then that mother go on to start a very successful nonprofit uh, organization that's recognized nationally that's trying to uh, prevent gun violence in the future. And now the person has developed a nonprofit that's impact hundreds and thousands of people's lives, but that all that nonprofit stem uh, was birthed from that parent's personal trauma. So understand trauma is put here for a reason. It, it, it's you go through it yourself, but if you don't help other people overcome that same trauma that you personally went through then to me it's hard for you to become a true leader uh and, and be be a person that somebody uh is motivated to follow uh so uh just just don't be afraid to embrace it <laughs> uh, but again if you have any comments uh feel free to uh, uh butt in uh if not i'm just going to keep moving forward uh the fifth the fifth factor that leads to your uh, finding your passion, I mean, to finding your life work is passion. The fifth factor is passion. And again, the quote is, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. I truly believe that uh, because anything I'm truly passionate about, I can stay up all night long to two, three in the morning. I can go eight hours without eating. <laughs> uh, I get so consumed with what I'm doing. Uh, so when you have that passion about something, uh, as a leader, your coworkers, uh, your team, they're going to feed off that passion. It, it, it's, it's undeniable. Uh, so as a leader, you must have passion in whatever you do in your personal life or your professional life. Uh, again, they can feed off of that passion. Uh, again, uh, even though you have a strong desire to do something, just understand passion is what keeps you motivated to keep pushing forward during the tough times. Because again, I talked about having to uh, start off with a desire, but sometimes it get rough. It get, you know, uh, you have setbacks. So you start off with that desire and your heart is in the right place. Uh, but uh, 
it's the passion that keep you going forward. It's the passion that's saying, you know what, that I took four steps back. Uh, do I give up now? Do I go in a different direction? No, you know what you're passionate about. Uh, don't deny your own passion. Now it just forced you to be more creative, more imaginative, uh, and put on your thinking hat and, and problem solve. And, and that's the main thing. So passion is going to lead to better problem solving, thinking outside the box so you can get to your, get to your goal, uh, as opposed to just quitting and going in a different direction. Uh, number six is profession. It's, you can't you can't find your life's work unless you have some type of profession. Uh, and profession is different from uh, a job. A job is just something that you probably do seasonal, temporarily. Uh, but one thing about a passion, I mean, so not uh, a passion. One thing about a profession uh, is that it requires specialized training. It's a reason why someone has to go through a four-year college uh, college program, get your master's, uh, or uh, go through some type of certification uh, program, go through some type of reg uh, rigorous training program. Uh, again, it doesn't have to be a college degree. It could be some type of extensive training program uh, online. It, uh, get an online certificate. Uh, but that's what separates a profession from a job in order to determine your life's work and be the best leader you can be. You must identify with some type of profession that and that's going to make you uh, a specialist or expert in that field. And that and that uh, convince people to take you serious about what you do, because they know that you put the work in uh, you put the work in to gain. Uh, as much knowledge in that industry as possible. So you can, that will separate you from uh, just a temporary worker or a part-time worker is your commitment to uh, the specialized training that goes into your life's work. Uh, again, uh, just bear with me. <laughs> No, I think those are I think those are great. <laughs> Just those first six were good. Your true desire, your skills, your work experience, trauma, passion, and your profession. So when I think about all of those, I think, you know, some of those things I wish that I would have really leaned into or even others would have leaned into for for me. When I think about you know, one of the things that you mentioned about trauma, and I think about, you know, your trauma, I think about your failure, I think about those things that people don't necessarily want to share. And I think that that's important. I, I typically ask guests, like, you know, what are those failures? And what did you learn from them? And it's a part of the process. Definitely. And having that passion, you know, that passion for about what you do. I was just talking to my husband uh, not long before we started this about having that passion, that passion to serve, that passion to give back. And whatever it is that, that you are meant or called to do, having that passion around it. And I'm able to do that in my profession. Uh, I'm able to do that via this platform. 
But those are some of the things that I noted that you said your work experience and taking tally of what skills you have. Sometimes we don't even know what skills uh, we have. And so I think that's important to, to be able to, to know your skills, your work experience, what you bring to the table. So those six were Absolutely. great. So I'm <laughs> hungry for the next six. <laughs> well, uh, number seven would be conviction. And conviction is uh, just a person's strong belief in something. Uh, when I think of conviction, I think of people like nurses. Uh, you ask, ask yourself, why do nurses continue to go to work during this pandemic? Uh, it's because they have a strong conviction that everyone life everyone's life is valuable uh so they they go to work to do to do their best to save all of the COVID 19 uh victims lives uh you know that's the only reason they sacrifice their life for for their patients so i look at nurses i have nurses in my own family and they have a strong conviction to uh that everyone's life is valuable and they're going to do their part to uh, protect everyone's life uh, so when I think of conviction in terms of a leader, again, that's what uh, people who look up to you and they're trying to follow your lead, they have to be able to feed off your conviction. And that's mm -hmm. going to help them and give them uh, motivation and, and encourage them to uh, follow their own strong convictions. Uh, so again, part of your life's work is determining what are your convictions? What are you going mm -hmm. to uh, stand your ground on? And what are you not going to uh, compromise on and what uh, principles you're going to live by? Uh, so I truly believe that you have to stand to your own strong convictions if you want to be able to find your life's work and be a true leader. Uh, number eight is mission. Uh, and a mission is just a specific assignment uh, that must be carried out. So when I think of a mission, I think of the military military they send troops around all around the world and they give them all a very specific assignment every troop every soldier don't have the same assignment some troops job is to protect the embassies around the country uh, around the world some some troops have a very specific assignment to provide uh food and resources to impoverished uh, communities uh, others uh, soldiers job is to protect uh, uh, different uh, military bases. So every soldier has a very specific mission that they have to carry out. So I look at every person it's the same way. You have to, you you have your own mission that's tied into your life's work. Uh, so you know we say now stay in your own lane. And that's that's what your mission is. Your mission sets parameters around you, set boundaries around your life and your life's work. So you know what your specific mission is. So you don't have to take on too many missions in life. You have your mission that you have to uh, take on uh, and and let everybody else carry out their mission. Some people mission is to uh, uh, make education, make the uh, public education system better. Some people's mission is to uh, make uh, the political arena uh, better, make uh, the court systems better in terms of mass incarceration uh, issues. Some people have different missions on how to protect athletes, health, 
uh, could be dealing with a lot of concussions and CTE and sports. So everybody have their own mission. Uh, so just find your mission within your life's work and be fully committed to it. And don't think you have to uh, solve a hundred different missions. Just, just solve your mission. Uh, not solve it because you can't solve it. That's the, that's why they call it a mission. <laughs> and again, your mission is, is is not a based on money. It's not based on your salary. Your mission is based on something that you feel like your job to improve humanity, uh, and that's your mission. So again, your mission not tied to a job promotion. That is not tied to the net salary increase. Your mission mm -hmm. is tied to uh, just trying to better society. Uh, so so that's your mission absolutely uh, and number nine the the knife of uh factor is duty duty uh-huh and duty is is a task that uh is a task that you you are required to perform regardless if you want to or not <laughs> so it's certain things in life that you have to do regardless if you want to or not uh take a mother Take a mother, she wakes up every day, regardless if she's sick, uh, she don't feel like being a mother, but she knows it's her duty to make sure those kids are, are well fed. Uh, they get dressed to go to school in the morning, regardless if she's feeling down, feeling sick, that's her duty uh, because she feels like she has a moral, a moral obligation to carry out that task. So when you think of a duty within your life's work and as a leader, it's certain things that you have to do regardless if you want to do it or not you have to do it uh and once you determine what your duties are uh then there's no compromise on those uh because again those are your duties that's associated with your life's work as a leader and you must carry those out uh similar to a doctor a doctor have a duty to a, a fiduciary responsibility to protect lives so so if there's a doctor walking down the street and that doctor sees an injured person on the sidewalk that doctor without even thinking about it, is going to run over there perform cpr or to, to find out what's what's going on because that doctor is going to feel like it's it's his or her duty to protect lives and save lives because that's what they they uh, associate with their life's work which is to protect to protect lives they're not going to think about it uh, a school teacher is not going to think about uh, a child who's sitting in class hungry. A school teacher is just, without even thinking about it, is going to go in her desk drawer, pull out a a, a box of crackers, uh, some type of food, and give it to the kid without even thinking about it. Uh, because they know that kid is hungry and that kid can't learn. Mm -hmm. uh, so they feel like it's their duty to put, uh, create a, a very safe and nurturing environment for each kid. So they're going to go in uh, feed that child without even thinking about it. And that's why so many teachers spend so much of their own money uh, on their students. It's because they feel like it's their moral obligation to uh, to uh, provide for their students. Uh, DJ, I think that's a good point that that's, it's your duty. And when you are in your life's work, you do, you don't even think about it. You know, my cousin, she's a teacher and there's many times that her students come and they're hungry or they don't have 
uh, supplies that they need for hygiene. And she doesn't even think about it. It's like, go to my drawer, you know, here's deodorant, here's, you know, hygiene products, here's uh, granola bars, here's stuff. And she doesn't think about it and take her own. And I think when you are in your life's work, whether you want to do these things or not, whether you want to serve or not, if you're a physician and you see somebody in cardiac arrest on the plane, you act. And one of my sister scientists, Stephanie, who's on from uh, San Antonio, Texas, one of the things that she's a scientist just like me, and you serve even when you don't want to, that's, that's, our duty. We we decided to to do that as we decided to go into healthcare and be scientists and and contribute to the greater uh, healthcare team. But she wanted to pop on and say that she loves the the work that you're talking about. She loves this. So thank you, Stephanie, for tuning in and listening to what we have and sharing this broadcast out. Definitely appreciate it. But. Uh, my sister in San Antonio. I just absolutely love her. But yes, uh, and and Stephanie, she covered it on one of our podcasts. She talked about when COVID was at its high and she's married and got young kids and the amount of work that just went into it. She didn't even think about you know anything else but serving and making sure that everybody was safe and whatever the lab needed to do, they were there. So when you are walking in your purpose and it's your passion and it's your mission, as you said, <laughs> then it is your, your duty. So I just wanted to jump in. I thought that was some good stuff. Thank you. And also thank you, Stephanie, for the kind words as well. <laughs> uh, the next one, uh, number 10 is vision, vision. Uh, again, that's just a mental image of what the future will or could be like. Uh, normally when we think of vision, we think of vision boards, uh, we, but we tend to focus on things that we personally want to receive, uh, like money, cars, houses, uh, job promotions, uh, good health, uh, to spend more time with your, your family. Uh, that's what we normally think of when we think of a uh, vision, things that we want to receive, but to me personally, I don't. I don't think we, we should look at it that way. Uh, I think instead we should focus on. on I, I personally feel that a true uh, leader, vision board should focus on ways uh, to improve the world around you. Uh, so it, it's to visualize how the world can be a better place if you serve the world in a certain way. So when I think of a vision board, I'm thinking about okay, how how can I impact the most lives? as a true leader. Uh, so when you think of vision, you think of something grand, something on a, a grand scale. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I think of vision, one person I think about is Eunice uh, Shriver, who uh, who created the Special Olympics. And I, I talk about her in my book as well as, as, as an example. Uh, she had a vision and her vision uh, that, that people with uh, intellectual disability would be treated uh, normal and they, she would create a safe place for them to excel and, and feel, feel normal. So she had a vision on how she was going to create this, this environment for people with intellectual disabilities around the world. And, and her vision uh, ended up 
impacting like 88 different countries <laughs> on wow. all of the continents. So when I think of vision, I don't think about what I can receive from the world. I think about how can I impact the world uh, in, in the best way, in the best way possible. Uh, so again, as a leader, if you have a certain vision that you have, your team and the people that look up to you, they see your vision on how you can make the company better, uh, being your own company or being any company that you work for, the hospital that you work for, uh, the law enforcement uh, department that you work for, uh, whatever company you work for, if if they see that you have a vision on how you're going to make their lives better and make that company better, then they'll be more motivated to follow you as a leader. Uh, so when I think of vision, I just think about what can I do to help the world uh, better within my own life's work. Uh, so again, it's, it's hard to figure out your vision uh, because most of us, we tend to focus on something small scale, like how mm -hmm. can we impact the world in our local community or our local state? Uh, but don't be afraid to to visualize impacting the world like Eunice uh, Shriver. Also Walt Disney, uh, he created a world for uh, uh, helping people dreams come true <laughs> through animation. Yeah. Uh, and that's what he's known for. Uh, so, uh, but yeah. before I run out of time, <laughs> number 11 is ministry, ministry. Ministry has to be part of your life's work. And I'm not just talking about in the church or through the church or from a religious standpoint. Ministry to me is just sharing your spiritual gifts and helping people overcome the trauma in their life. Uh, again, when I think of ministry, I think of pain. Uh, whatever pain that you personally suffer, your ministry should be to help other people overcome those same traumas, overcome those same pain. So again, that's why a person may have a ministry. Uh, they lost, they lost their child to gun violence. So their ministry becomes, how can they help other uh, parents overcome, overcome the loss of their uh, kids who's also lost to gun violence. So they create a nonprofit organization to help them. Uh, so when you think of ministry, think of something that again, is something that's part of your life's work It's free. It's a service that you offering to people. You're not looking for any return, any financial gain. You just know that you have to help other people overcome the same pain and trauma that you personally had to overcome. Because again, you don't help them overcome. It's people right now who are thinking about committing suicide and things of that nature because they don't know who to turn to. So through mm -hmm. our personal ministry that, that we share with the world, you never know who lies you, you could be helping overcome depression, anxiety uh, at your work, at your workplace, uh, your neighbor, you just never know. Uh, so everyone must have a ministry within their life's work. And the 12th and final factor is service. It, it's, it's simple, a service, uh, serving people. Uh, how will you serve the world? Again, a leader should focus on service, not sales. You focus on service, uh, not uh, how can I get promoted? Uh, when I think of service, I think of two different quotes. One is uh, service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. 
by Muhammad Ali. Uh, so service is the rent that you pay on earth. <laughs> and the second uh, quote is by, uh, is by uh, Albert Einstein. He said, only a life lived in service to others is worth living. It's service. Uh, so when you wake up in the morning, you have to ask yourself, how can I serve uh, the next person? How can I serve? Uh, don't think about becoming successful because the more people you serve, you're going to, it's, it's going to be uh, reciprocated in money, financial gain, or recognition. So don't focus on that. Just focus on how many people can I serve? So if you're a true leader at your workplace, how many people can you serve? How many clients can you serve? How many uh, customers can you serve? Uh, how many uh, people can you mentor? Uh, if you just focus on waking up every day and figure out how much you can serve, uh, that's, that's a full day. Uh, and if you do all 12 of those uh, factors, uh, I know it's, it seems like a lot, but in my book, I lay out a step-by-step uh, way to determine all 12 factors in your life and how to uh, determine your life's work. Uh, so it's not as complicated as it thinks, but you do have to reflect on each factor yourself. But once you do it, uh, you're going to live a fulfilled life with no more regrets <laughs> because you could be too busy living uh, and serving and serving people uh, to sit back and worry about what people is thinking about you or judging you and judging your failures and your traumas. Uh, you're just going to enjoy your life. Uh, That's but good. I'll stop right there. Uh, Coach T and I open up for any questions, any comments. Uh, That's good. I think it's always a, that great reminder because sometimes we get so busy in the in the world and our own day to day and our own struggles that sometimes we forget that we really are here to serve. And one of the things that Courtney she has popped in on us and Courtney says as you were talking about ministry and service is the qualities of servant leadership and leading through service to others. Courtney Absolutely. is a laboratory manager and she has multiple sites and, and she is serving, you know, and like you said, you got to show up. It's your duty, as you said earlier, you know, to, to serve and be the best for your team, for your clients, for your customers, for your students, for your mentees or whoever else that you may be impacting. So I think this was awesome to just get back to those basics, get back to those reminders that, you know, sometimes we, we kind of think it's a, it's about us yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's about us. And, and, and we get into that, but just thinking about the vision, you know, the vision of having, something greater, this, this special Olympics that of having that, that something that will impact many and not just, you know, what we may see right now. So I definitely appreciate having that discussion about, you know, finding your life's work. Cause sometimes it gets difficult. It gets difficult. And you're oh, like, am I doing my <laughs> life's work or, or not? <laughs> Absolutely. But the great thing about finding your life's work is that you can always maneuver uh, uh, and, and change courses within your life's work. Mm -hmm. So you may be doing something on YouTube 
and it's not taking off. And you say, okay, I know I'm doing the right thing. I may have to use a different platform. Mm-hmm. So you, instead of being on YouTube, you go to a different uh, uh, media platform to get your message across. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as long as you know that you're on the right path and you're passionate about what, what you do, then again, it just forced you to think outside the box and be creative. <laughs> right. And, and you may have to change gears a little bit, but you know you're on the right track. Uh, you know in your heart you're on the right track. Uh, but just like Courtney mentioned, and that's one thing I identify myself at as a servant leader, uh, is that as long as you know that your heart is in the right place, uh, it's easy to just switch gears and modify your course of action. Uh, within mm-hmm. your life's work. Yeah, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. I am reading a book now by Jeff Henderson and it's called Four. And, you know, it's like, what are you here for? And, and it talks about basically two basic questions. The first question is, you know, what do you think that your your purpose, basically I relate it to your purpose, but what do you want to be known for? You know, so what is it that, you know, you want to be known for and and you can think company mission statements and and those kind of things, their vision, or you could think about your personal brand or yourself as a leader. Like, what do you want to be known for? But then that second question is, what does your, your team, your customer, your client, your students, like, what do they know you for? And sometimes there's a mismatch. So you may be saying, you know, I want to be the uh, industry leader and they like, yeah, but I, I don't know you for that. You know, that's not the thing that really, you know, sets you apart or what I know you for. So think one of the examples that, that he talks about in the book is he talks about Chick-fil-A, you know, you know, Chick-fil-A, they sell chicken, right? You know, that's their major line of service, but really, you know, it is not as simple as we sell chicken. That's that's what they do. But most of the customers know Chick-fil-A for their service. Everything else is like, you know, they can have this mission and we want to sell the most chicken sandwiches and we want to, you know, the big be the biggest thing out here in the chicken game. But when you ask most people about when they think about Chick-fil-A, what comes to mind, they're going to tell you the service. They're going to tell you it because it, most times I've not been in a Chick-fil-A with the system that they got, regardless of the food. I can't even tell you if the food, <laughs> the food is usually pretty consistent, too. But that service, when it comes to going to a fast food place, their service is on top. And that's what I always think. Like, I'm going to get good service. I don't care if I'm in line for 20 minutes. I know that I'm still going to get good service. And so it just makes me think about when we're finding our life's work. You know, is it, you know, what we think we are are going to be known for what others think? Are we really serving others or are we self-serving? You know, are we in our ministry? Are we using our traumas, our hurts, our failures, our ups, our downs, our life lessons? Are we using that to impact and benefit the lives of others? And so I think what you said was awesome. Uh, today. That's awesome stuff. So what do you do? I know you're about serving and and ministry and giving back, but what do you do to 
to pour into yourself and keep your cup full as you are out because you know how it is when you are out and you and you are <laughs> giving to others sometimes you like you're just pouring out pouring out pouring out pouring out but what do you do to to keep your own cup full um the first thing is make sure you take care of yourself as far as uh working out uh so i try to work out regularly uh of course you got to eat right all of the good stuff that people already know but also just be around like-minded people uh, be around mentors, uh, have uh, some type of accountability partners, uh, people who uh, you trust their opinions, you trust their advice. Uh, so when they tell you uh, something that might hurt your feelings, you know it's coming from a good place. And it's coming from a trusted, a trusted mentor. Mm -hmm. So uh, even though it may hurt your feelings, you know it's going to help you grow in the long run. Uh, so. That's, that's the main thing is just surround yourself by like-minded people, listen to podcasts on a daily basis, uh, uh, remain humble <laughs> and patient. Yeah. And again, and just pretty much mind your own business. That's why I say mind your own life's work. Um, mm -hmm. But and also don't compare your life to other people. Because again, everybody's going through some type of trauma, some type of failures, some type of insecurities and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. uh, but also surround yourself by mentors. Uh, you had one of my mentors on uh, last week, Dr. Christine Handy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, she is the, the reason uh, why I became an educator. Uh, she's the reason why I became a coach uh, because uh, she was an educator that. Uh, I was, I had the pleasure of seeing when I was a student and she was a coach, uh, she was a track coach <laughs> and <laughs> I can tell that was part of her life's work as far as pouring back into students and student athletes, uh, because she trained her, her girls, uh, harder than, uh, we was trained as, uh, as the guys on the track team, her girls, they definitely out trained us. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I will say, and I can tell that she's living in her life's work uh, as a lifelong educator uh, and all the great things that she does for uh, the education profession is second to none. Uh, uh, so and she if I'm doing something wrong, she don't she don't mind telling me uh, ways to improve uh, things that I need to work on. Uh, so, again, uh, my uh, my real estate broker. Uh, uh, Jay Johnson, who was a very successful real estate broker in the Maryland, Northern Virginia area, and a very successful investor. He was also my college uh, roommate, uh, my best friend. Uh, he's been doing real estate uh, investing as a broker for over 20, 25 years. Uh, so when I went back into real estate, I joined his uh, real estate team because I know that he's going to tell me what I need to hear uh not what i want to hear he's going to what i need to hear and um hold me accountable so again that's what i do it just surround myself by like-minded people and people who who know more than me <laughs> uh so i figure out ways to serve them and in exchange they can uh share valuable tips with me on a daily basis mm -hmm.
Absolutely. I think that's important is, is that mentorship and, you know, being in the room with other wisdom. One of the mentors that that's her thing that she says is that there's wisdom in the room. So when you are in that room, take advantage of that and getting around people that's going to be honest with you and tell you the truth. And, and so many times as professionals, we're always looking for you know, the, to develop the hard skills, the technical skills, th those things you went to school for, but yet the, the soft skills, those interpersonal skills, that inner, that emotional intelligence that we need, we definitely need to thrive and survive today. We don't invest as much into that. So I really appreciate it your talk today, really kind of tuning in to the, the things that we, you know, may not be naturally wired to think about, thinking about those soft skills, thinking about that internal, looking internally to make sure that, that we are better so that we can truly walk into our life's work. So DJ, how can the viewers get connected with you, stay connected with you and or support you on your journey? Um, easy to get in contact with. Uh, I'll give you my, my direct telephone number. <laughs> you <can> call me, <laughs> text me. You have any questions about anything? Uh, my phone number is 757-575-2059. Again, I'm, I'm here to answer any questions uh, about anything. Also, you can contact me on uh, social media, just like anybody else, <laughs> uh, on Facebook, I'm Darvin.Alexander, that three. So just type in Darvin Alexander. Uh, two different people will pop up, myself and my dad. We have the same <laughs> name. Uh, so uh, just take the youngest uh, profile picture uh, on Facebook. Also on uh, Instagram is DJ Alexander four, the number four. So at DJ Alexander four. LinkedIn is DJ Alexander on LinkedIn. Uh, but again, reach out to me, call me direct, uh, send me a direct message on social media. I'm very easy to talk to. Uh, if you have any nuggets for me, definitely hit me up, share anything with me, uh, critique this podcast <laughs> <laughs> because I'm new to the podcast uh, space, even though I listen to podcasts uh, daily. Uh, but shoot me a message. Tell me what you like about it, uh, what I need to improve on, uh, any anything that uh, to help me out. Again, uh, I'm a student as well. <laughs> you did an awesome job. I'm so excited that you came in the studio with me. I do have my copy, so I do have oh, my oh, copy. Oh, be, oh, uh, one more thing. I have to <laughs> plug this. Uh, Coach T. Wilson, she was the publisher of both of my books, and she's an outstanding uh, publisher. Uh, again, anything uh, you need in, in terms of editing, publishing your own book, please let, uh, let her do it. She's very organized, great uh, person to uh, lean on. She's very detail-oriented, great communication uh, skills. Uh, she will problem solve if something <laughs> goes wrong uh, uh, with your books, uh, but she is outstanding. 
and oh. uh, she has a lot of gifts that she's sharing with the world, and publishing books is one of them. So again, uh, Coach uh, T, thank you for um, definitely uh, publishing both of my books, and I consider you a mentor too now. Uh, <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for trusting me with your work. It, my thing is, it's all about giving back. It's all about, you know, I, I know something and I know the power of having your message in a book and having your message out for other people to, to read it, to be able to get your message. And so it was definitely an honor to be on your journey. So thank you for trusting me with your work. Listen, people. DJ is bad. In 2020, he put out two books. I'm like, wow. He like, listen, I got to get this out. And so it, it's just another reminder that when you surround yourself with the right with the right people, when you surround yourself with people that will push you and motivate you and, and get you to the next level, you'll do stuff that you didn't even think that that you can do when you are connected with people. And, and DJ mentioned uh, Christine, Dr. Christine Handy. She was our mentor last week and she talked about mindset. And Christine, I don't know what she thinks she's known for, but when I think about Christine, I just know that she is the master connector. Yeah, I mean, she connects people near and far and, and she makes sure she's not selfish with her connections or anything like that. And she actually connected DJ and I. And so when you think about, you know, when your time is done here, because our time, all of our time will be done what will you be known for? Are you living in your life's work? And because I know this book is super awesome, if you reach out to me, I do have a copy. So uh, reach out to me, drop us some comments in the, in the chat. Let us know you've shared this message out. So share, you got to share it out now. You got to share the message out first and then send me a message. And if you send me a message, I will, uh, send you a copy because uh, I have some copies. So I will share uh, with you as well. But share this message out with somebody. You got to tag us. You got to tag myself, tag DJ, tag one of us uh, so that we know that you uh, put this out so that other people, because somebody might need to hear this. They might need these 12 staples that we have covered here today. So you could be the key to open up and unlock somebody else's door. So, uh, also, Coach T, Ashley, if if they uh, want a copy of the book, your listeners tonight, mm -hmm. everyone that's tuned in, they can contact me as well, and I will send them a free copy. Uh, because again, I just want I just want everybody to uh, to find their life's work. And to me, that's part of my ministry as well. So. Uh, so that's they contact you or they contact me and I will send them a copy directly. OK, so you heard it here. You got to share this out and you got to tag us because that's that's the only way we're going to know whether to, uh, to send you your copy or not. So don't sit, commit everything, regret nothing. Find your life's work by Mr. DJ Alexander. Our time today has come to a close. We had an awesome time with our mentor, DJ Alexander, coming to us all the way from Virginia, giving us these tips and tools to use about finding our life's work. 
sometimes you have to get back to the basics. You got to get to the internal. You got to get to those softer, the softer skills, those soft skills that really make you think why you do what you do. And so we appreciate you tuning in. If you like this, please share it out to your audience because you never know who needs to hear this work. Please tune in next week where we will have another amazing mentor that's coming to us all the way from Calgary, Canada. So she will be coming to us talking about servant leadership. So you have to tune in. And until we meet again, my friends, as always, have an awesome, awesome week. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.